Hey, what's up, Chunkers? It's Justin here, and thank you so much for listening, first off. Second off, we apologize for the extended absence, but we are glad to be back. And in case you forgot, you can follow us at The Chunk Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, and just search The Chunk Podcast on Facebook. Give us a like there if you can. We're going to be a little more active on the old social media, so that's going to be pretty fun. And if you want to follow me at Justin Rob Doyle, you can do that as well. And one more thing, you don't have to do it right now, but just maybe listen to the podcast first. Then, if you like it, you don't like it, whatever you do, uh, head on over to iTunes. Give us a a rate and review on iTunes. It is much appreciated, and uh, it's going to be awesome. We're excited to be back, and uh, we're going to be doing a little more podcasting here in the future than we had done in the past. We're getting on it. A couple things have changed, um, but changed for the better, and uh, we're very excited to get back at it. So thank you. For listening to the Chunk Podcast, and I will shut up now, and we can get this thing started. Holy crap, it is happening. It's the Chunk Podcast, and we have risen from the dead. And by the dead, I mean something happened after the endgame. Thanos died, and we got snapped for the entirety of the summer. And uh, we did want to come back a little bit sooner than we are, but a lot has happened since we've been gone. Uh, I have moved, um, so I'm in a totally different room right now. Uh, Things are different. The internet is different, and uh, I'm happy to say we are back. And by we, I'm Justin Doyle, and JJ Mitchell is here. And uh, it's the chunk. What what did you call it? I think it's, uh, it's, we're back, and it's called what? Season two, episode one, Return of the Chunk. Return of the Chunk. We have returned. So I know everyone obviously was very disappointed. Um, We let a lot of people down, and uh, we're here to lift you back up in the best way possible. So uh, over the break, basically what has happened, we we did the Avengers Endgame uh, recap, our review of Avengers Endgame. You've had a lot of time to listen to it. If you haven't listened to it yet, how did you get here really is my question. Uh, but you can go back and listen to it anytime. Obviously, that's how podcasts work. Um, but after that, I mean, I had personally a, a lot going on. I mean, it was the summer. Uh, my wife got a new job. We moved. Um, and we wound up. And by my wife, I mean Kristen. She's. Uh, I feel like people should know who that is now. By, if you've listened to any of the podcasts or the Meet the Chunkers podcast, if you have no idea who we are, listen to that one. But we're now in St. Petersburg and in a totally different environment. I have... Well, Russia? Yes, St. Petersburg, Russia. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, the the internet here, not great. I thought it would have been better. And uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty strange, different environment, but I am glad we're here. And I'm actually pretty thrilled with this room. Although I, I, I feel like there might the, the ceiling's too tall for me. I don't know, but that's a personal preference. Mm. I do have like this studio atmosphere in here now because I have these sound absorption panels. So I feel like a totally legit studio right now. So I'm just trying to up the content level and the quality level. You know what I mean? This this break is going to do wonders for this podcast. You went into a chunk cocoon, yeah, and have a have emerged a beautiful podcasting butterfly. Yeah, okay. It might be like a mutated butter a butter butter. What is it? A, a, a caterpillar <laughs> butterfly mix? Like half of me is still a caterpillar. I there's more room to bloom. So just bear with mm. us. We're excited to be back and. Uh, Right out the gate, we have, obviously, it's week three in the NFL now. We missed the first two weeks, but that's okay. We literally, just as of a few minutes ago, a tweet has been tweeted by an NFL player 
that has been the topic of conversation the, the, the first three weeks, obviously, and all through preseason. A lot of craziness going on. But one Antonio Brown just posted a tweet. And uh, would you like to read this tweet off? I'm very curious. Uh, it's very uh, profound. It's thank you for the opportunity at Patriots. Because Antonio Brown has been cut from the Patriots. Oh, my goodness. I, for one, am shocked. I can tell you. This man, I don't know how he keeps getting cut. He's just a wonderful human being. And uh, no, I'm kidding. He's obviously, he's got a lot of allegations up against him. And he's got just what I'm assuming, and most of the internet is assuming, severe CTE damage. Like, just brain damage. Maybe it's CTE. I don't know what it is something's wrong with this guy he has got something going on i'm not here to assume or diagnose but if he could just get some help he's obviously a very talented football player but uh i i I can't imagine after what happened with the raiders getting himself cut like on purpose finding his way to the patriots he was already going to be on a short leash and as soon as he tugged on it a little bit bill belichick was like we're gone we're done here and and that was pretty I, much that. I mean, I was honestly surprised that Bill Belichick would have taken on such shenanigans to begin with, because yeah. obviously he runs a pretty tight ship. But um, he must have, uh, you know, seen the talent that AB has, and you know, decided to roll the dice. But um, not surprising, given uh, the allegations, and obviously. Uh, the NFL hasn't really responded yet to any of the, the new stuff that's come out, but yeah, um, I mean, talent only takes you so far. That's true. Yeah, and you know what's weird is he he did get to play, and he they, he played one one game last week, and it was a yeah, pretty solid game. Yards and a touchdown. Fantasy fo- looked really good. Yeah, fantasy football owners have been on literally the wildest roller coaster I've ever seen <laughs> for a player in my entire fantasy football career. I'm so glad I didn't have any shares in him. Uh, you, however drafted the guy and yeah i pulled off i pulled off the heist it was so good an unbelievable heist in our in our chunk podcast league you traded antonio brown and evan ingram to Vinny, who once he got signed by the patriots Vinny, i i had had i guess he just thought that he found something and he wanted to buy low on antonio brown and he didn't pay a low price he, he wound up giving up austin eckler who is now the number one fantasy football running back uh, score? James Conner 2.0 for yeah, well, sure. Yeah, Austin Eckler, and you you upgraded to me in my opinion. You upgraded your tight end from Evan Ingram to George Kittle. I would I would wouldn't mind having either of them in fantasy football, but I would prefer George Kittle. And you got DJ Moore for Antonio Brown and Evan Ingram. I it, right now essentially now that Antonio Brown is gone, you traded Evan Ingram and got Eckler Kittle and DJ Moore, it's the trade of the year. It's amazing. Yeah, well, we'll see how it pans out. I'm still having some trouble at 0-2, but... Well, in my um, opinion, if all three of those players got hurt this weekend, you still won the trade. I don't know. It just, it just like, it's that lopsided. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it it worked out, but, uh, it, I mean, it's a shame for... It's a shame, obviously, that I've had to heist one of my fellow Chunk members. But, yeah. Um, it feels really good to be on the winning side of a trade for once. So. Yeah. Now, you, your team, trust me, your team looks good, and there are better days ahead 
I promise for the for the old Jersey Devils. But uh, <laughs> it, you, your team is not as bad as your record. I promise you, you'll get some wins, and uh, maybe even as soon as this week. I'm just saying, it, yeah, you got a little uh, mm. little it's little powder good. puff matchup this weekend. No offense to Blake, but uh, anyway. So that's obviously going down. We wanted to address that first and foremost. It's it literally just happened minutes ago, and we needed to talk about it. But aside from that, the NFL obviously we're, we're going into week three, and one of the storylines is the the old guard of of quarterbacks uh, and just quarterbacks in general, not just the old ones like Roethlisberger. Drew Brees is out. Roethlisberger's out for the season. Drew Brees is going to be out for probably six weeks is what they're what they're thinking with a broken thumb or he just had some surgery on his thumb and uh and Peyton or uh, not Peyton Manning rest in man Peyton Manning that he's been gone a little while Eli Manning has been officially benched for Daniel Jones the the quarterback they just they literally just drafted so you got to imagine this is the end of Eli Manning uh and I if I was a betting man Ben Roethlisberger I don't know. Does he does he come back next year? Like, I feel like he was talking about retiring for the last few years anyway. Yeah, dude. So you know, Eli, he he's been a class act about everything. He said he's gonna you know just do his best and be ready to help the team however he can. He made a really funny uh, comment about learning how to run a scout team, which I I found hilarious. Because he's been the you know the starter for like fifteen years or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah, no. Um, he, Big, Big Ben has to be done. I mean, they're definitely going into rebuild mode. Sure, they have Juju and and Connors, but outside of that, like, I mean, I think it's fair to give Tomlin a, a chance to be part of the rebuild since he's been so successful with them. But yeah, I can't imagine Big Ben being a part of the future of that franchise. He's been injured like every year for so many years, and you know they they lost a lot of their weapons in the last year or so. So, yeah. I just I can't imagine I can't imagine he doesn't retire this year. Yeah, I see what you're saying about I, I don't know that they're they, they're going to go full rebuild or not because I feel like with Mason, Mason Rudolph is is going to come in right now this week obviously and get his first starts, but I'm just curious how he's going to play. They actually think pretty highly of him, and I know that because they just traded their first-round draft pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, the the uh, defensive back from from the Dolphins. Uh, so that, I mean, you got to assume that they think their draft pick is not going to be that bad. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to tank. That kind of gives them the incentive to keep trying. There's no reason to tank. And I think I think they're pretty confident in Mason, Mason Rudolph to kind of pick it up. I don't know that they're confident enough that they think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but yeah, well they'll I, be competitive. Yeah, right. Like they they'll be competitive with the Browns, who are super duper overhyped, and they'll be competitive with the Bengals, though. Oh, they've yeah. been looking pretty crazy with that air attack. Yeah, um, but I, I just like they have a wild card chance, maybe. But um, yeah, yeah, trading for Minka was actually kind of weird to me. It just seems like I don't know. Maybe maybe as a Jets fan, it it's hard to to tell. But like, it seems like they're going into a rebuilding phase. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're just. I, I would call it. I don't know if it's a full blown rebuild. I, I'll tell you who is rebuilding. It's the Dolphins. They're literally giving away everything, <laughs> all of their players. But I think it's more of like a retool. I don't think they're that far off from being good again. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're 0 two right now. But I feel like they're. 
if Rudolph can come in and at least hold hold his water for a little bit and then and then kind of build on that going the next season, I think they could still be pretty good next year. Um, they have pretty good wide receivers, but they well they have Juju and then a couple good young wide receivers that I think could blossom into something. Um, they've always been pretty good at, at drafting and grooming wide receivers. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how they wind up handling it. But aside from Roethlisberger and Manning, obviously Breeze is going to be out six weeks. He'll come back, but this could also potentially be his last year. So we don't we don't know how that's going to go. He's over forty. Um, but Nick Foles in Week One goes down for the Jaguars, and Gardner Minshew comes in and he takes the league by storm. And I say that like sort of sarcastically, but also not. The dude's actually pretty solid. Yeah, this seems to be the year of backups and and young quarterbacks. Um, we I think we've passed the golden age of quarterbacks, and now we're in this scary new, uh, unsure world of of backups and and young quarterback. Like, think about it this way: you got Foles going down, and you have Minshew coming on board. You got Big Ben going down with Rudolph coming on board. You got Breeze going down with Teddy Bridgewater. And yeah, he's, he, I mean, he's not like a young pup, but he's still trying to find his way in the league. And then you've got all the quarterbacks from last year that were drafted Darnold, Baker, Lamar, Rosen, Josh Allen at the Bills. Like, it is wild how much of a youth movement we we're seeing in the quarterback position this yeah, year. Yeah, and we were about due. I mean, there's still obviously Brady is infinite. He will never disappear. Um I, I you can't stop it. He'll be playing until he's 60. Um Aaron Rodgers, please stay healthy as a Packers fan. Just uh <laughs> just uh hang out uh and maybe just in a little bubble. Um just play football and go home and relax. Um uh, but anyway, yeah, Nick Foles goes down. Um Minshew comes in. He looks pretty good. Cam Newton is is kind of hobbled, but I feel like he's been hobbled for years. He's out. He was ruled out for this yeah. week. Oh, yeah, I know. So the dude coming in back to, to back him up, I don't know. I think it's like Kyle Allen or something like that. I'm going to butcher that. But uh, it's not looking we good. We got Jacoby Brissett on the Colts. Well, yeah, the Andrew Luck thing we didn't even address. The spontaneous. You drafted him in fantasy, and he decides to retire. Oh, my um, God. He didn't want to play a snap for your team, and I'm sorry. Uh, he, he took offense to that, but. Uh, but they, yeah, that was a whole nother issue. But Brissett, I think, is going to hold his own too. That I think the Colts are actually pretty decent. Um, but mm. your boy Darnold, man, he got mono. What's who's he been smooching? What's going on? I don't know. He's been smooching somebody, obviously. <laughs> and, and I, man, what this is the one of the wildest things I've ever seen as a Jets fan. Not only did is our starting quarterback out for mono, which is a non-football related health issue. But last week against the the uh, oh my gosh against the freaking Browns, our backup quarterback Trevor Simeon yeah man goes down the, and he's out for the season. Well, he got the he's ankle done. He got that ankle folded up pretty good. I don't I don't oh think I've ever God. seen an ankle fold like that. But uh, yeah, he goes out and now you got Luke Falk. Who is this man? Luke Falk, sixth round pick. Oh man, 199th overall. Is this Tom Brady 2.0? Um, it, dude, I, somebody <laughs> asked me actually the other day, what if Luke Falk goes out there and just kills it? Would you want Darnold or Luke Falk? Well, you got okay, to like, see. You obviously got to see what, what he can do. I mean, it, it, kill if him. Luke Falk can beat the Patriots and the Eagles, though, mm. I, I don't even know what would happen. 
Yeah, that's true. I, I, I mean, you just they just drafted Darnold. They're going to give Darnold a job back, and then probably yeah. it'll be one of those like, "Thanks for doing really good. Now we're going to trade you to somebody." You know what I mean? And then he'll be <laughs> he'll probably be horrible for somebody else. But let's let's let it play out first. All right, before we start crowning Luke Falk as the next Tom Brady, and then and then the other New York team, the Giants have decided to move on from Eli Manning. Yeah, Daniel Jones comes in. They just drafted him. I think, honestly, this is an upgrade for the offense. I know fantasy football-wise, a lot of people were like, well, there goes Eli, and then you, and then they realized they just said that, and they're like, wait, Eli's gone. You know what I mean? It's like, a, okay, this is good. This could, be, this could be nice. We could actually open up the offense and maybe start slinging the ball around a little more. Um, I still think it means more work for Saquon Barkley. The whole offense runs through him at this point. Um, but... I think Daniel Jones is going to be a net positive for this offense. It's just going to take a week or two for him to get his bearings, but I don't think it's going to be as horrible as they're thinking it's going to be. I think it's going to be pretty nice for for the Giants moving forward, which would lead me to Mason Rudolph versus Daniel Jones. Obviously, the draft capital spent on Daniel Jones, I think it was like the sixth pick in the draft, um, as opposed to Rudolph, who was like a second-round pick last year. Um, They're both going to get their first starts. Um, I believe I believe this is the first start. I'm not sure if Mason Rudolph has started a game before, but this week they're getting their first starts, and I'm curious, uh, who do you think is going to play better? I don't know what their matchups are this week, but I have to check that out. But it, it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting just all across the board, I guess, in general, with all the quarterbacks that have been going out down. Obviously, Bridgewater is going to get a start this week for the Saints. There's a lot going on. In the NFL, and I just want to Giants see. Giants are playing the Bucks, and the Steelers are playing the 49ers. There it is. 49ers um, haven't looked half bad, but. Yeah, no, Garoppolis is uh, Garoppolo. I just like to call him Garoppolis. Garoppolis, um, that's my Garoppolo, favorite city. Garoppolis. He's he's uh, looked actually pretty good, and they've, they've had some people kind of find their way to the top and, and have been making good plays, and their defense did really well week one uh, fantasy-wise. Honestly, though, I, if I had to pick, um, I would probably go with Mason Rudolph just because his uh, he, he's got more skill players available to him on the yeah. Steelers than uh, Daniel Jones does on the uh, on the Giants. Um, I mean, Sa- Saquon's a freaking beast, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, turning around and handing the ball to him is not a bad move but yeah you're talking about pass catchers i mean really it's just evan ingram and then what's left of sterling Sterling shepherd was out with a concussion yeah he's coming back for the first time since week one so i don't know it's going to be interesting i think mason rudolph like you said he's been in the league for at least a season he's gotten some reps under his belt um although daniel jones did look good in preseason but that's preseason it's going to be pretty close i would say uh mason rudolph's probably going to have the better game because um, he's got probably he'll probably have a little more freedom, so it's going to be interesting to watch just all these young quarterbacks try to figure out. I mean, they Teddy Bridgewater has been paid handsomely as a backup quarterback. I think he's the highest paid backup quarterback because Drew Brees is old. I mean, he, uh, for a quarterback in the NFL, he's forty plus. You got to have a, you, you got to have a good backup plan, especially for a team like the Saints that has aspirations at least to to make it to the Super Bowl, maybe even win it. So. Well, I'll be curious to see how they tweak the offense a little bit, and then and then kind of tailor it to Teddy Bridgewater and see how he does because, you know, I, that's mean, a- I don't think I don't think that he is actually that much different of a of a quarterback than Breeze. Like, yeah, 
but I think I, that the system probably works for him. Yeah. And I mean, Sean Payton's a freaking he's a very good offensive uh minded coach. Yeah, when so. I say when I say tweak the offense, I mean dumb it down a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure he didn't have all yeah. the nuances that that Drew Brees has, but just kind of make it simple, but then they can kind of take the time, especially after one week of of film to be able to tweak it and make it towards make it kind of like him, but then Isn't- Drew Brees is going to come back eventually. Doesn't it hurt to have Michael Thomas and Kamara uh, with you no, <laughs> as no. you're uh, coming in coming in as a backup? That's pretty solid. Uh, okay, so we'll move on from the quarterbacks. Obviously, that's been a storyline. We'll move on from Antonio Brown and hopefully never talk about him again. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, just real quick, I mean, biggest surprise this far, positive surprise this far thus far this season um, in the NFL. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna start it off, I think Gardner Minshew I, I has been extremely fun to watch i mean last night that they played the uh, titans and it was it was in jacksonville but it was also his first win and he was slinging it man and he actually he could have had more touchdowns people people were dropping balls in the end zone uh but i think gardner Minshew's has been a Minshew's. his name's not Minshew's. Minshew uh has been pretty awesome and I'm, I'm actually excited to see where the mustache takes him this season <laughs> I I would actually say that I've been pleasantly surprised by Lamar Jackson. Um, oh yeah, he I mean he looked godlike week one. Five touchdowns, five passing touchdowns. Even though it was a tanking Miami, like yeah, thanks dude. the Dolphins, you're doing great. But he even looked good last week. Um, yeah, he had like 400 all-purpose yards and. Two touchdowns. Yeah, like, he looks. Lamar Jackson looks very good. Much improved. I mean, last year that the big knock on him was, you know, he just would run all the time, and uh, he showed in the very first game. I'm just gonna sling it, show you guys what I can do, and now he's got a more balanced. Like people, he's still oh, he still wants to run, but but I think week one he just wanted to come out and make a statement, say like just say, look, I'm gonna pick him apart the way I know how. Now he's gonna play his game and have a little better balance of passing and. You got to show that you're a threat, so they respect you. And now that's going to open up all the running lanes for him, and and that offense well, in general, it's going to be good. And there's nothing better than for him to be able to say to all the haters, like, "Not bad for a running back." Yeah, that was pretty funny. I did enjoy that. Pretty sweet on him on his end. Uh, okay, so the biggest disappointment this fa- thus far this season. Ah, this this one's tougher for me. I mean, there's a, there's obviously a lot of teams that uh, well, it's only two games into the season. You can't really call somebody a disappointment, but Mitchell Trubisky is straight up butt cheeks. Mm. I gotta tell you, they got a win last week, but I don't think they really did, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if you watched the end of that Bears Broncos game, but did not. Okay, it, <laughs> literally, what happened was a, a Bears player. They had um, they had a timeout left. But Bears player goes down with like one second left. The time the time goes to zero, and they were somehow granted the timeout without asking for it yet. They were just like, "Wait, no, I had a timeout. I was calling for it. You didn't see me." Type thing. So they wound up lining the ball up, kicking the field goal, and winning in regulation. But in my opinion, the Broncos should have won that game. But anyway, Trubisky Yikes. looks like booty cheeks, and uh, as a Packers fan, I love it. Um, but as somebody who may be slightly invested in Bears players in fantasy football, Trubisky, man, if you could just do a little better, you know, just a little better. Not you know, don't win the games, but maybe connect on some passes, you know, just a few of them. But he has been pretty, pretty poor in my opinion. 
That's a shame because the Bears were pretty exciting, like coming out of nowhere for the NFC playoffs. Last yeah. Year. Well, Trubisky, all he has to do is play halfway competent quarterback. You know what I mean? Like just just be decent. Like get a couple first downs, open it up, so at least you can allow your running backs to be able to do something. But uh, they, I think what's going to happen, at least for the foreseeable future, is stack the box, don't let him run the ball, and make Trubisky try to beat you with his arm. And, and it's one of those, like, he's going to embarrass himself type deals. Uh, the defense can the only NFC, get you so far. The NFC North has been pretty disappointing thus far entirely. Yeah. Every single one of those teams. Yeah, the Vikings have been really weird. Uh, they, they won a game with only, like, less than 10 passes, I think, week one. Um, and then the Packers wound up beating the Vikings the next week, but the Vikings haven't looked good on offense at all. Um, even the Packers haven't looked superb uh, as a Packers fan. They they came out guns blazing against the Vikings last week, but they did kind of let up after the first quarter um, and and let them back into that game. But it, it is a weird division, and, and someone's going to have to rise to the top. Packers are undefeated, so that's kind of nice. But it yeah, it's going to be interesting to follow that division for sure. I have to say, aside from the implosion that has happened with the Jets, just personally, yeah, I think I think the biggest disappointment for me is that Andrew Luck retired. Yeah. I mean, dude is super talented. He had what I thought was a really competitive Colts team around him. This is probably the best team he's had if he just stayed. Yeah, I mean, obviously exactly. this is his best team. And I was like, you know, if somebody was going to compete with the the Patriots this year other than the Chiefs, my in my mind it was going to be the Colts. Um and for him to I mean, like you got to do what you got to do, like if that's what makes him happier or that's what yeah, uh, you know, keeps him healthy. You know, I don't I don't blame him at all, but definitely definitely disappointing because I felt like he had a pretty stellar uh you know rest of his career ahead of him. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And uh it is sad to see him go. And maybe who knows, in a year or two, if he stays healthy, he might come back and, and sling it a little bit and play some old man luck football. But as of right now, get get right, relax. And uh, and do do what's best for you. I think they're going to be all right with Jacoby Brissett. They kind of kept him on board, and uh, and you know that like I said, that that Colts team is not bad, and they could they no. could still win the division. It's one of the it's like they're that strong outside of their quarterback. So you know, as long as Brissett can maintain, <laughs> um, they'll they'll be pretty all right. I think. Trust in Jacoby, you Colts fans. Jacoby. I, by the way, he's on our waiver wire right now. I don't think we, if we were a two quarterback league, obviously he'd be rostered. But I, I keep looking at him, waiting for him to break out and do something. But I don't know. We'll we'll keep an eye on him. We'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of that, uh, fantasy football content. I want to let you chunkers know. I I intend on putting out more fantasy football content, whether it be you know quicker podcasts, um, just kind of recapping like waiver claims or you know who to start, all that stuff. Um, and potential, <coughs> hold on, I'm, my, my voice is breaking. Sorry, I'm going through a change. Uh, I, I potentially want to put out some more video content as well. I don't really do that enough, uh, but I would like to do more on-camera nonsense. So if you, whether you would like it or not, my face may be popping up on your newsfeed, and, and I would like to be the first one to say, I'm sorry. Uh, but no, fantasy football content, and uh, feel free to send any questions you have at the Chunk Pod. Um, on on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, you can search us the Chunk um, Podcast, and um, just send us anything you got fantasy football wise. We'll be we'll be absolutely uh, willing to help you out 
at any point, um, whether that be well, we're, we can do anything short of running your team. Just don't send us your login information because that's <laughs> I don't think that's legal. So um, that'll wrap up the football conversation. I would like to shift. I know we we started the podcast talking about Avengers Endgame. Uh, we did the review. We literally had a hangover, and uh, it's been a couple months, few months, and uh, we're back. We obviously what happened while we were gone. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, the follow-up to Avengers Endgame, happened. Like we got, we got to see how the Marvel universe and the planet as a whole is is adapting to the, re, I guess, the result of Avengers Endgame and the aftermath of Avengers Endgame. Uh, it was a, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Uh, I'm a big fan of obviously Spider-Man in general. Um, you wound up seeing Far From Home, correct? I did. Okay. I just wanted to be sure. I, I feel like I remember you saying that. I don't want to like spoil anything for you, but if you haven't seen Far From Home. A, you're messing up, and B, Mysterio's a bad guy, guys. I'm just saying, he's a bad guy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, but no, I, I, did, I thought they did a really good job. Jake Gyllenhaal, I, I think, is a, a great actor anywhere, and um, it was pretty cool to see the reactions of people who might not know about Mysterio, because he isn't a huge Spider-Man villain known to the mainstream folk, but to see that that flip that a lot of people may not might not have seen coming, but at the very end, you know, not the very end, but we knew if you were a Spider-Man fan, you knew it was coming. But I I really enjoyed the movie and uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in general. So before we get into the Spider-Man debacle that happened after, your thoughts on the movie though? How did you feel about it? Oh, I loved it. Um, I actually I wasn't sure going into it how they were going to work Mysterio because. In the comics, it was always almost like mystical how he created these illusions yeah. um, to mess with Spider-Man. Um, and I felt like the way that they did it in the movie was really, um, really creative. Yeah, really modern. Um, yeah, that's a nice way. Oh, yeah. It definitely fits in with like 2019. Um, yeah. And also, I, I loved... It, it finally put him in a position to have to use his spider sense, which they were obviously joking about and calling. What was it his Peter Tingle or yes, whatever? Yes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like the guess. spider sense is such an iconic part of of his powers. Yeah. So, um, I felt like I mean overall the movie was great. Um, and then at the end, like I I have no idea where they're gonna go because, um, at the end of the movie, they. Everything seems right in the world. He he gets the girl. He, you know, decides to just be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and then, um, it gets revealed. His his identity gets revealed. Yeah, um, a, a pretty awesome reveal. Uh, the Jonah Jonah Jameson at the end, and uh, and it's oh my god, it was so, it was so cool at the end. I, I they cut it off right at the very end, where you think that they're just gonna have an interruption and he's he's gonna be you know his his identity's not gonna be revealed. You're like okay, they're not gonna do this, and then they're like oh no no, we're gonna double down and just say Peter Parker. By the way, that's Spider Man. Here's his face. Like oh my god, it, it's crazy. And it's wild because in the comics they've come up with some pretty crazy ways to restore his secret identity. So um, I I really have no idea. I mean, obviously it makes for great conflict um and suspense in whatever future movie comes but i i'm very curious to see how they how they square it because yeah i'm i'm curious to see how they handle that and i'm also curious to see 
of what happens to Spider-Man in general as it pertains to the MCU. A very sad loss over the break. We apparently, and, and I guess they've they've put their they've dug their heels into the sand and have said this is legit. Spider-Man's now not a part of the MCU anymore. Disney's MCU. Sony obviously still retains the rights to Spider-Man. They swear they're still going to make Spider-Man movies, but is it going to have the same impact? And is it going to be as good without the MCU tie-in? I, I, that makes me sad. I'm just, ugh, it, it hurts. Yeah, so why don't you give the Chunkers kind of a rundown on what happened? If this is jarring to anybody, um, this was big news, like, a, was a month or two ago? Yeah, um, yeah, a little over a month ago. But basically what had happened was there was they were trying to figure out how the the payouts were going to be. Like, basically, like, they wanted a, Disney wanted a 50-50 split when in reality... The deal had always been they'll put up Disney will put up all the costs, make the film using the rights to the to the Sony thing, and then Sony would wind up breaking in the um, the 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 money. I guess is what what they're doing. But obviously, Disney would retain all the merch and all that stuff from the from the Spider Man and MCU. It's a real convoluted situation. But when it was going down, everybody's blaming Sony for. For, for this not still being a thing. But I, in my opinion, I think it, it kind of falls more on Disney being stubborn. It's not Sony's fault they own spot, the rights to Spider-Man. So, I don't know. People fall on different sides of this, but I don't necessarily blame Sony for kind of bowing up and being like, no, we had an agreement. I think kind of like, I kind of like how things were. Let's just do it that way. We still retain the rights to Spider-Man. And and Disney's like, nah, let's do fifty fifty split. We'll still put up the cost, and I, we want half. Um, if you're Disney and you already own ninety percent of the media and and film industry, you really gonna start balking at 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 the deal you had, the little sweet deal you had? I don't understand. Yeah, it does seem a bit. Well, I mean. It's clear that uh, Marvel is trying to consult uh, Marvel slash Disney, I should say, yeah. is trying to consolidate its IP when it comes to the Marvel characters. Um, when it, Because they're also, I mean, they own Hulu, but they're also going to be doing this Disney streaming service. Yeah. yeah and Disney they're investing Plus. in all these uh, TV shows and all that with the different characters. So it's not surprising to me that they're, they made a power play to try and get Spidey back into the fold. Um, but the, the thing, uh, the yeah, thing is they it seems weren't a big, yeah, go ahead. It seems a bit greedy. Cause to me, the fans like, don't give a crap who gets the money in the end. They just want to see Spidey. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So now is, they, they, now they don't even have creative influence over the movies. Yeah. They weren't trying to get the rights to Spider-Man back. Cause that, that's a whole nother legal battle that I, like Sony has the rights and they were just trying to level it off saying, look, you need us more than we need you. And Sony's like, Oh really? Uh, I, I, we have Spider-Man. So how about we just say no Spider-Man and you tell me what, what we need. You know what I mean? Like it, it is like is a it weird, for, is it forever that they own the rights? That's the thing. I have no idea about the longevity, but I think it had something to do with, they had to keep making movies using 
Spider-Man or even X-Men or all those things. Obviously, whatever, whenever Fox had it, but that's now under under Disney's control. But you had to keep making the movies every X amount of years. It might have been three or five years, but if if your your rights to the movie or the the franchise to the, to the character would end if you did not use said character in a in a movie in, within a certain amount of time. So if Sony keeps doing this and and this iteration of Spider-Man crumbles, they're going to have to reboot it again to maintain the rights. It's just, it really is a train wreck. And it's rough because Spider-Man is, Spider-Man is to Marvel what Superman or Batman is to DC. Like Spider-Man's their bread and butter. Yeah, oh absolutely, and marketability, especially after Robert Downey Jr. is now gone, spoiler alert, Iron Man died, uh, so now he's gone in the MCU and you're going to take away Spider-Man who was supposed to kind of be that next chapter of the MCU, the next big thing. I can't believe that Disney would want to walk away from something like that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But here we are. Sad. Here we are. And talking and about I it. I wonder like how much the relative success of the Venom movie had to do with it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't the greatest movie. Um, Venom's one of my favorites. Well, they're—I think they're making a second one, and they are. Yeah, and and but, but the, Carn- the Carn- him and Spidey team up to beat Carnage. So, like, it makes sense to me that they may want to include Spider-Man in that movie. That is the only positive that can come from this: is we can get a Venom Spider-Man team up, and I think I think Sony still owns the a majority of the villains of Spider-Man too. So. I don't know. It, right. It's it's gonna be weird because they were gonna do a Sinister Six movie, um, with just the villains, and now if they have Spider Man back, we could do Sinister Six versus Lonely Spider Man with no other superhero friends, which is gonna be sad. Um, but yeah, I, it is what it is, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. I still, in the back of my mind, think that somebody's gonna cave at some point. They'll read. They'll go back to the table. They can they can jockey and position all they want, but I think. At the end of the day, it just—it's too much money, just gone to waste. I think at that point. Um, I mean, Spider-Man is going to make money no matter what, so Sony's really not troubled. But I just don't think—I think for this the sanct- the sanctity of the MCU, it just makes sense for them to just pony up and and deal with whatever just to get the rights back to Tom Holland and Spider-Man. Because that I do really like Tom Holland as Spider-Man, and if we lose that, I'll be more upset about that than Spider-Man being gone from the MCU. I just like Tom Holland as the Spider-Man and the story that they've got yeah. so far. This iteration is definitely the best by far. Not to mention, I think the Spider-Man movies stand out as some of the best Marvel cinematic movies. So yeah, I would. Hopefully, hopefully they come up with something. I would agree. Anyway, that that made me sad over the time. So so that, yeah, like I said, a lot of ha- <laughs> lot has happened. We watched Spider Man, and then we watched Spider Man disappear. Um, okay, so we haven't really laid out an, a, a a framework uh, for Chunk Podcast in the future, but it's going to be ideally weekly. We're at least putting something out. Um, like I said, for fantasy football, I'm going to try to handle some, uh, some more of that and get a couple quicker fantasy football podcasts out. I do want to focus on that um, quite a bit. But again, as News breaks, sports news. Obviously, um, the basketball season's coming back. Uh, hockey just started. We don't really talk about hockey enough, um, but we might get a we might dabble a, a smidgen uh, into the old hockey universe. 
Um, but like I said, we're going to get back into it, back into the routine. Chunk podcasts are going to return more frequently. And if it would do us a great service, if you could go to iTunes and uh, rate, review, um, tell us what you think, any kind of feedback. We'd love it. We would love to hear from you. And uh, it really does help with the podcast and uh, its notoriety on the interwebs. You know, nothing says this podcast is legit, like all those five-star ratings. So if you could go to iTunes and do that, that would be much appreciated. JJ, anything for the good of the group? Would you like to share anything big going on in your world? Or or, or you want to just give a shout-out to your fantasy team this week? What, what do you got? Anything? Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to get back into it. I think we've got a lot of stuff to talk about between sports and entertainment. And Yes, sir. Um, so at the Chunk Pod on social media – at Justin Rob Doyle on the old social media and uh, and and JJ, if you want to find him on Facebook, give him an ad. <laughs> Whichever you want to do, it's fine. Blow up his uh, inbox on the old Facebook. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we're looking forward to Chunk Season Two. What was it? The Rise of the Chunk? What, I forget what you call it. Return of the Chunk. Return of the Chunk. If the Chunk rose, that's a different story. But uh, the Chunk has returned. Thank you, and uh, and we're gonna see you next week. And by see you, I mean you'll you won't see us. You'll you'll hear us. You'll hear talk us talk about stuff next week. Okay, see you later. <laughs>